As I was praying with our scripture passages, I was reminded of a story that I had heard of a woman who was married and had children. She was the envy of her neighbor friend who looked at her and her family and her situation and thought, she has it all. She had a wonderful husband and children. She had a big house. They each had their own cars. The parents did. Um, She didn't have to work. She was a stay-at-home mom. She enjoyed spending her time in the beauty parlor. She, um, She seemed to have it all. She would even redecorate a different part of the house every few months. But the reality was, she was quite miserable. Her day was much different than her friend had thought. She uh, would get up early in order to prepare breakfast for her family, for her children who would go off to school, for her husband who would go off to work. She would prepare their lunches as well, but their lunches were usually something quick and easy, likewise with the breakfast. Um, She would usually be pretty grouchy in the morning, The kids would usually be dragging and usually forgetting something, so she would yell at them for that. And uh, after they would leave, she would have the household chores to do. The cooking, the cleaning, taking care of everything. If anything needed to be done, the shopping, she would do it. Um, But she wasn't happy about the way things were going. And in the evening, her family would come together and they would have dinner, which she prepared. And she would have just one request of the family that they would, after they finish, they would take their own things at their own place at the table, the cup, the the spoon, the fork, the plate, all of those things into the kitchen for her. But for some reason, her husband could never seem to remember to bring all of it. He might just bring the silverware and the cup and leave the plate behind. And then when something was inevitably left behind, his wife would just yell at him, and there'd be a huge argument, because that was just the trigger for all the other problems that they were having in their marriage. The children would fall silent, because they didn't want to incur the wrath of their parents, and would just try to wait it out. And eventually, one of them would walk away, and everybody would go their own direction for the evening. And then the next day, it would just start all over again. Well, in her misery, in her gloom, in the darkness of her life, she was looking for something different. And one of her friends, or rather an acquaintance, invited her to join them, her and her friends, with, uh, to go to a Bible study. And although she was Catholic, she wasn't practicing, she wasn't really interested in what the Bible had to say or what Jesus had to say, but she was just so bored with her life and eager to have something different, she decided to go. And while she was there, there wasn't any like profound wow experience. It was just, it was a pleasant experience with other people, uh, people who seemed to take an interest in her. So she decided she'll go again, and again, and again. And slowly but surely, she started to recognize that her friends, or these people that she was meeting with with this Bible study, seemed to have a lively and real faith. They seemed to have a joy. They seemed to have something that she was lacking. And so she started to take an interest and started to take what they were saying more seriously, started paying attention to Scripture, started to recognize that our Lord is real and that He cares 
and that he wants what's best for us. And so she started to pray. During some of the time when she was at home by herself, she would pray and seek to encounter the Lord. Slowly but surely, things were starting to get better. She realized that she wasn't that great of a wife or a mother, and that she needed to change. And one evening, inevitably, her husband forgot the plate again. And so she got up, and her children, like, braced themselves because they knew what was coming. And she picks up the plate, and she walks into the kitchen. And her husband is there, and he's bracing himself, expecting her to explode on him as usual. She just puts the plate in the sink and walks back to the dining room. And everyone's silent and kind of shocked. And in her head, she's saying, I'm doing this for you, Lord, not for him. I'm doing this for you, Lord, not for him. Because she recognized how much God loved her. And she could, she could hold her tongue for God's sake, even though she couldn't do it for her husband. And in the mornings, things started to change too. She started cooking the breakfast that her children liked. She started adding extra things into those lunch sacks. She stopped yelling at her children as they were going out for school. And they couldn't understand what was going on, but they liked it. And her husband was noticing that they hadn't had fights in a long time. And that she was strangely disappearing on Sunday mornings. And so he confronted her, wanting to know what was going on. What was the cause of all of this change? And she sheepishly and carefully, hesitantly, said that Christ had found her. Or that she had found him. That she recognized that he loved her. And she was trying to follow him. That the Lord was transforming her life. That she was really recognizing a change. And that she was disappearing to go to Mass on Sundays. To spend time with the Lord and to receive his grace and his mercy and his love. And so her husband started thinking. And he decided he's going to join her. So did their kids. Such that they were all going to Mass every Sunday, Holy Day. They started praying together as a family at home. Because her husband and her children saw something in her that they were lacking. They saw the love of God. And they saw how God, active in her life, was transforming her. Helping her to become the best version of herself that she could be. And they really liked that. And they wanted that too. And she started to notice strange things happening for her too. All of a sudden, like, she didn't have to bring her car in for an oil change anymore. It just kind of happened. And her gas tank was always full. Well, her husband was doing this for her. He was doing these services, these acts of kindness, out of love for her. And that started to help heal their relationship. They started to spend more time together and forgive each other for the ways that they have treated each other poorly over the years. They started to really come together as a husband and wife again, as a couple who enjoyed being in each other's company instead of trying to avoid each other on a regular basis. And so the Lord was transforming their lives because she accepted an invitation to follow, to let the Lord be the light in her darkness, 
And I think that's what we can see in our readings today. As we heard in our first reading and in the beginning of our gospel, how Jesus was there in a certain land of Galilee, and he was a light to them, pointing them in the right direction, helping them recognize the God of the universe and to follow him. Then we heard how he called in particular Peter, James, and John, how he called the disciples to follow him. And they chose to follow him. But that's not to say that, that we know exactly what's going to happen when we follow Jesus. I mean, these disciples had to give up their careers. They gave up being fishermen in order to become fishers of men. That is, to draw other people to Christ. To draw other people to the Lord. But when we follow the Lord and when we have an active relationship with him, what we do know is that he can transform us by his grace and his love such that we would be the best version of ourselves and that the love that we are filled with will pour out to those around us. That when we are being transformed and made holy by God and his grace, that's attractive to other people. When they see the joy that we have from actually living out a relationship with the Lord, other people are going to want that too. And we may not know the difficulties or challenges that we may face as a result of following God, but we have that confidence that with Him, even in the face of difficulties, there will be joy because we're with the Lord who loves us, who transforms us, who cares for us, and leads us ultimately to be with Him forever in heaven. And so we should follow the example given to us in our gospel passage, in our scripture passages, in the story I told, I don't remember her name, but she wrote a book. I know that doesn't narrow it down, but, <laughs> but at least it's true. The Lord wants to transform our lives too. He wants us to be the best version of ourselves. He wants us to come to him not only individually, but together as a community. We're blessed at ICD to have faith-sharing groups. And we can journey together with others in the pursuit of holiness. We can gather together in our own families and pray. And if we're not quite sure what that would look like or how that works, we're blessed to have focus missionaries to help us understand how to pray. We're blessed in many ways to have resources and opportunities to become more engaged to allow the Lord into our lives in ways that we haven't before. We can pray every day. 15 minutes is only 1% of a day. We should consider giving that to the Lord at least each day. Not only speaking to Him, opening our hearts, telling Him what's going on in our lives, but also pausing and letting Him have the opportunity to speak to us. We should try to seek out His voice. Sacred Scripture tells us that the Lord speaks to us in the silence. I think in our culture today, we're constantly taught to be in the midst of the noise. That as soon as we enter a room, we're like quick to turn on a radio or a TV or something. But why not just spend some time with the Lord in silence? Ask Him a question and give Him the opportunity to answer. To open our hearts and minds to Him. It's hard to listen for the Lord, but when we're able to recognize Him speaking to us, it's very rewarding. 
So the Lord wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to help us become the best version of ourselves. He wants us to become saints. And if we let him into our lives and follow him as he calls us, we can be transformed by him and his grace and his love and his mercy. So let us take a moment now to consider what would the next step be. Sometimes when we get eager to follow the Lord, we come up with like a zillion different things that we could do. We try to do all of them and we wear ourselves out and we give up. So instead of doing a lot of things, just focus on what the next additional step would be for you personally, in your journey, in your walk with our Lord, in your attempt to follow Him. What are you going to do this week? One thing to help you. Let us reflect on that as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the most Holy Eucharist.